Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go to suddenly, frenetic Monday, live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, on a suddenly busy Monday, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, J-Mac joining me. Sometimes we get lucky. This time slot gives us, furnishes us, about uh, once or twice a month, a story breaks right before we go on the air, and the rest of our show is worthless. Uh, but that's okay. We like to pivot, and uh, we got ourselves a story with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I made a pivot to a uh, shirt change color this morning. Notice anything uh, Ravens about purple. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very excited for this week. Okay, so here's the story. In the last half hour, Lamar Jackson, this has been weird. You don't get, like, you know, an athlete in their prime and a stable organization having an ugly negotiation. Very often, Lamar Jackson sent out a letter He said, March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens. Uh, They've not been interested in meeting my value. Uh, I love the game of football. Um, Thanks, Raven fans, for everything. So, you know, the question immediately is, what's the market? Well, here's the thing we've talked about with Lamar Jackson. We said it last week. It's very Kawhi Leonard. It's very unorthodox. He uses a family member as an agent. He's non-trusting, and it's it's odd. It's it's just not the way generally it goes. It makes it tougher for the league. It makes it tougher for the player. It makes it tougher for the team. Uh, Baltimore's looking at it very simply. We like you a lot, but we won before you. In the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning eras in the AFC, Baltimore was 15-8 and eight in the playoffs with two Super Bowls, Flacco and Dilfer. They're like, we love you. 
We won Super Bowls with those guys in the Brady era, in the Peyton Manning era. And Lamar is 1-3 in the playoffs since 2018. No quarterback that has had multiple playoff games, has a worse passer rating or a worse completion percentage, and now he's noisy, and now he's hurt. And I'm not saying Lamar's unrealistic. He's a dynamic player that wins 75% of his games. I think Atlanta, the Colts, Washington, New England, Tennessee, if the Aaron Rodgers thing falls apart with the Jets, you got to look. Atlanta, to me, I said this last week, cap space, an offensive coach, weak conference and division, and their star tight end and star receiver, you don't have to pay him for three years. Lamar Jackson in Atlanta feels like a home run, but he's got the injuries. He's unorthodox. Uh, there's the money. If he wants a fully guaranteed contract, folks, there's just not much of a market for him. There's not. Well, well, Deshaun Watson, I know. And Kirk Cousins got a guaranteed deal. It didn't mean the Patriots and the Packers had to copy him. Yes, Deshaun Watson was overpaid and fully guaranteed. The Ravens are like, why would we follow the Browns? They're a tire fire. We're the Ravens. We're 15 and 8. Two Super Bowls in the Brady and Manning era. So I think Baltimore looks at it and thinks, we'd love to sign you. But we're not going fully guaranteed. Think about it simply. It's a big company with a lot of success before you, the employee, showed up. You show up, you're dynamic, and they love you. But they were very successful without you. You've gotten a little unorthodox, not had quite the high-level success the company hoped, and now you want a fully guaranteed deal because a poorly run company across the street did it to their employee. And Baltimore's like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to cave. We'll give you a contract. It'll be a good contract. But if you're not guaranteed to play on Sunday, we're not guaranteeing all the money, which I think is completely realistic. But I also think Lamar Jackson looks, because he doesn't have a super powerful agent, he looks at the market and goes, look at what Deshaun Watson got. I'm better than him. And he is better than him. So that's the situation today. Remember, Aaron Rodgers and Brady, Tom Brady left New England. He had two teams after him. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a market. So when you're expensive, you've been hurt, and you kind of do business from an unorthodox style. And here's the thing. You know, I've, I've learned this with kids. I got six different kids, stepkids, biological kids. They're all different. Some are more emotional. Some are more thin-skinned. Some um, are more sensitive. And I, and I see this all the time. It's not a bad thing. But Kawhi Leonard does not trust kind of the system. I think Lamar Jackson tends to be a little untrusting. That's why I took his mom as an agent. Or uh, Kawhi took his uncle as an agent. Maybe they're non-trusting. A little sensitive. I'm, I'm here for it. Like, everybody's different. But I do think it can hurt your value, especially on the heels of Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. That teams look around. This has always been a copycat league. Everybody looks around, and you're like, hey, we don't want to get into a... We don't want to get into an Aaron Rodgers situation. We don't want to get – I mean, the Packers are like, we'll take Jordan Love. We don't even know if it's any good. We're going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, who's won two MVPs in three years. We want to get out of the drama. So the question is, is this recent drama for Lamar, is it just temporary or is this who he is? Because if it's who he is, I can see the market shrinking even more. You know, when, when, when Mahomes goes on the market, all but about three teams would be interested. You know, the Chargers got their guy. Buffalo's got their guy. Cincinnati's got their guy. But now, if, let's say you added a lot of injuries to Mahomes. The market shrinks. He wants fully guaranteed. It kind of shrinks. He's gotten unorthodox. It kind of shrinks. So I think the lack of playoff success, the demands for a guaranteed contract, it's shrinking. Um, very few players, I don't care what industry you're in, 
I don't care if it's movies. Not every director wants to work with every movie star. That's okay, too. And your market shrinks based on what you're demanding. How easy are you to work with? Can we find the right people around you? I think Atlanta fits. Hey, listen, New England has everything needed to win a Super Bowl except speed and playmaking. They could solve it with Lamar Jackson. I said this last week. They got the coach, the defense, the special teams, the culture. They got cap space. I mean, I, to me, if I'm New England, I'm not beating Josh Allen with Mac Jones. I don't know if I can beat Mike McDaniel consistently. If Aaron goes to the Jets, New England's got everything but playmakers and speed. You could solve both with one guy. I think New England, right now, New England's Super Bowl odds are like plus 6,000. That's worse than the Saints. <laughs> so, I mean, if you could, maybe Bill Belichick wants to slowly get to the most wins ever for a coach and get seven to eight a year, or you can get 12 with Lamar Jackson. So I think you have to absolutely seri- seriously consider that if you're New England. But I think Baltimore's looking at it, and I think they're being very reasonable. In the Brady-Manning era, 15-8 and eight in the playoffs and two Super Bowls. Flacco got us one. Dilfer got us one. I mean, we watched at the end of last year, they were on second and third string quarterbacks, and they gave the Cincinnati Bengals, who I really believe could be the second best team in the NFL, at worst third, they gave them fits with Joe Burrow. Absolute fit. Needed a quirky defensive touchdown, did the Bengals, or they could have lost to the Ravens with a second, third string quarterback. So Baltimore's saying, we're not, we're not selling the farm here. And this is getting personal. How do I know it's getting personal? Because Lamar Jackson dropped this tweet this morning at the exact same time that John Harbaugh in the NFL meetings was going to speak in the coaches' meetings. Somebody in that room tipped him off. Somebody in the organization tipped him off. Harbaugh goes to the podium. Boom. Lamar drops it. So it's personal. And you don't want it to be personal. It generally doesn't get personal. But in both instances, I get Lamar looking at Deshaun's contract and saying, look what that guy got. Uh, Who's that guy? He's right. He's better. And I get the Ravens saying, we're a good company. We win a lot of different ways. We've won Super Bowls with defense. We're not giving you a guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. So uh, I read one story this morning that said the Colts, um, with that number four pick, remember, Baltimore gets two first-round picks the minute they give up Lamar. So Baltimore's saying, we'll go get our quarterback. Keep your eye on the Colts, number four pick. Colts could go, all right, let's get cheap at quarterback. Let's redo it. Let's go find the next Lamar. Very possible. But um, this is fun. This is really good. Is it not? J-Mac, what do you make of it? Loving it. Um, I do want to push back a little bit on what the market is for him. So, right, so we had Aaron Rodgers, not a big market. Well, he's 39 years old. That's true. Russell Wilson, not a big market. He's 33. Remember last year? Yeah. Lamar Jackson just turned 26, Colin. And he is entering the prime. I know the history injuries behind him. Well, that's not a – but the, don't just throw it, you know, the, the injuries are yeah. – He's young and hurt, and it's like NBA centers. Young and hurt doesn't get old and healthy. So Russell Wilson didn't have a history of injuries. Aaron had a collarbone surgery, yeah. and in the last in the last twenty two games, he's missed ten. So like there's it, it's a it's the injuries aren't just a you know I mean we, we Buffalo's coach um, I th- this Sean McDermott this weekend with six six two hundred sixty pound Josh Allen said never misses games is like we have to change our offense. He, who never missed a game, he's getting hit too much. 
We literally have to change our offense. Lamar is much more spindly and gets hit much more than Josh Allen. At the same time, not to defend Lamar, he can win from the pocket, but when you don't have any receivers, as Baltimore has not provided him with, it's a little tougher. And he, his numbers say he was excellent from the pocket last year. I think he could do that. Now, I know he's very capable running and dangerous, but Colin, it... Uh, I cannot envision a scenario where Baltimore lets him go to New England, Listen, right? Like, uh, if you're Baltimore, you got a match. You can't let him go to Bill Belichick. Well, I, he sounds like it's very personal now. Like, if you're getting, if you're breaking up with somebody and it gets personal, that's different than you know. You guys really are good together. People don't. People forgive. They don't forget. Well, it sounds like it sounds like Lamar Jackson is very much feels slighted by the organization, and I'm pro Lamar. But I'm not pro guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. That that would be idiotic at this point for an incredibly stable, well-run organization who would get two firsts yeah. if they moved him. How about this? Are you pro exclusive franchise tag where he would have got forty-five million this year versus non-exclusive? Well, he doesn't want that. He he wants yeah fully guaranteed and long. I would have no problem doing a fully guaranteed for a year. I yeah. but I don't think Lamar wants that. He's he probably at, doesn't. But no. he definitely doesn't want the thirty-two million dollar. Well, that was the Ravens basically saying, "Go to the market, kid." Yeah. So listen, I I've been saying this. I'm Atlanta, Washington. Got to jump in there. You, somebody has to. This is this listen, is not if, great. If you're Washington, you're going to sell six thousand tickets to ten thousand tickets a game from Lamar fans who'll just go across the river. Regionally, and, yep. Yeah, I mean, he, everybody in Washington knows how di- he's the most popular pro football player in that entire region. Now, go yeah. get him. As a guy who comes from the website background, have you seen him pushing his website this morning? But who? Lamar. No. Yeah, it's not a great look. He's got some kind of generic URL. The email address is Gmail. It, it's just, Lamar's, I don't think he's fully thought this through. You know, I, I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well, but... Between the non-agent thing and, and, and this website and I last think, week, what was that infomercial thing with the weights? Yeah, it was pretty it's cringy. Just, it, I don't want to say it feels Mickey Mouse, but I don't think he's getting great advice. I agree. For self-promotion. Like, there's a lot of people who know what to do with starting a website and building it up and selling yourself, marketing yourself. I don't think he's doing a great job of that. He's leaving a lot of money on the table. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it, it's fascinating. I do think the league's better with Lamar. The league is better with exciting quarterbacks. Whether you like his style or not, I've been defending him the last couple of years. He is, I had real doubts about him. Everybody had doubts about him. But he's become much more competent. You know, I pivot when I see new stuff. He's become much more competent in the quarter, in the, in the pocket than people give him credit for. But um, listen, if I was Lamar, I would rather go to the NFC. It is wide. If I don't have to face Allen and Burrow and Herbert and... Now Russell with Sean Payton and I'm Lamar and I want to prove everybody wrong. Get me over to the NFC tomorrow. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Headline in Dallas, Meltdown with the Mavericks. 
Over the weekend, uh, Friday, they got beat by the awful Hornets. Didn't show up. Jason Kidd after the game, not in a rosy mood. What did you think of the first uh, half after? Uh, it was awful. Dog you know, I think uh, just understanding, you know, the talk before the game of what we we're playing for, playoffs or championship, and uh, to come out, you know, in that first half, but more or less the first quarter and give up 37, um, the interest level wasn't high. Listen, I'd rather businesses be aggressive than play it safe. So, like, Kyrie was a big swing. They gave up a couple of second-round picks, an unprotected first, a couple of guys. The Mavs rolled the dice. You got to do something. Luka was unhappy. Kyrie Irving's career, since he joined this team, they've become awful defensively. We predicted that. You can't win a title. We predicted that with Kyrie and Luka and out without a great rim protector. But Kyrie's career is two careers. With LeBron, excellent. That's three years. The nine without him? A team killer, a chemistry killer, a coach killer, a franchise killer. And you can't deny that. Uh, but Luca also comes with challenges. Luca's temperamental. He's young. Doesn't give you much on the defensive end. Constantly bickering with officials. Not easy to play with. Brunson struggled with him. Kyrie struggles with him. Porzingis struggled with him. He's a remarkable talent. We said this last week. Finding a superstar is the hardest thing in sports. The Mavericks have now done it twice. The second hardest thing, and it's not easy, is finding a number two that can play with him. A Clay Thompson, a Scottie Pippen, a Kevin McHale with Larry Bird. It's hard. Not only the game, but the right temperament. Obviously, here's what doesn't work with Luka. Brunson, Kyrie, somebody that needs the ball. I'll say it again. The perfect player for him is Anthony Davis of the Lakers. Unlike Luka, he plays defense. Unlike Luca, he'll give you 29 a night and you don't have to design any plays for him. He's got a chill personality and Luca's young and plays a lot and AD's aging quickly and is often hurt. That's why AD and LeBron now suddenly are a bad fit. Luca and AD's a great fit. But who knows what happens? Do the Lakers want Kyrie Irving? But I do think um, teams roll the dice. It's very hard to find a two. I mean, I'll give you an example. You guys all think Steph Curry and Klay Thompson joined at the hip. First of all, Steph played three years until they found him at Washington State, and then it took them three full years together before they won a title. So it was like, if you count the overlap year, it was like six years before Steph and Clay were joined and started winning titles. And even then, it's hard to win them back-to-back, right? You bring in Kevin Durant to do it. It's, it's hard to find twos in the right temperament. But Kyrie, they rolled the dice. They took a big swing. You can, you can still move them. It's the NBA. He's got a nice... Uh, layup package as they say he's got good handles so in the nba you'll be able to move him and he's he's very very gifted he's a great finisher for a guy his size but um dallas took a big swing and it's not working um and i would say luca though comes with his own challenges i mean it'd be great if every star was like Giannis and tim duncan <laughs> it'd be if they were all like magic johnson it would just be perfect some guys are temperamental they can be high maintenance they can be a little needy they can be temperamental and that is luca and uh, he's pouting a little bit these days now suddenly doesn't like basketball is this is as frustrating as you've been i mean yeah it's, it's really frustrating uh you know i think you can see it with me on the court uh Sometimes I I don't feel it's me, you know, just being out there. You know, I used to have really fun smiling on court, but it's just been so frustrating. Maybe 
for a lot of reasons, not just basketball. Yeah, well, um, you know, it's a Kyrie thing. But again, Porzingis, Brunson, Kyrie. This has inflamed very quickly. The others took a little longer, but it's it's hard to find that too. I appreciate ta- teams taking big swings. Took Michael Jordan a few years pre-Pippen. Couldn't get along with Orlando Woolridge. Couldn't get along with some talented teammates, guys that wanted shots. That's okay. Nobody said it's easy. What would work with Luka is a catch-and-shoot guy like a Clay Thompson. That would be perfect. Somebody that doesn't need the ball can catch it and shoot it. That's why Clay works so well with Steph Curry, who's got the ball in his hands. Uh, I think Anthony Davis works. He'll give you 27 a night, and you don't have to design plays around him. He defends the rim. He'll do the dirty work. The number two sometimes has to be on the boards, has to be the great defender. It's not going to get that much credit. It's often going to be the scapegoat. It's hard to find the McHales. It's hard to find uh, the Clay Thompsons. Uh, you know, Tony Parker ended up being great. It's not easy. The Mavericks have found the superstar twice. There's organizations that have done that once in 40 years. They've done it twice internationally. So give them credit for that. They took a big swing and now it's imploding. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. The Lakers have seven games left, five on the road, lost at home to the Chicago Bulls yesterday. Give Chicago credit. They shot really, really well. It was just one of those games where they shot really well. So let's keep it real with the Lakers. Okay, they're not going to win a championship. Teams in March that are under 500, like, are not going to win the championship. Like, get over it. They're not beating Milwaukee or Boston or a Philly or a, a Denver, probably. Let's just get. Let's get over it. But that doesn't mean there's not value. Job number one in these remaining games, showcase Anthony Davis. You can call it the play-in tournament. Knock yourself out. I'm going to call it the AD showcase. Dallas now has a Luka problem. AD could solve it. He defends. Warriors lack size in the front court, not getting any scoring from their bigs. Celtics, Giannis, how do we defend him? Come up short again. Knicks found their star point guard. Like Julius Randle a lot. You're not winning a championship if he's your two. Holding on to hopes that Anthony Davis is the answer is ridiculous. You cannot team him at this point with his body with an old guy that misses games. AD needs to be teamed with a young guy that is overwhelmingly healthy. So LeBron and AD were a very good pairing for about two years, but they have quickly become a bad pairing. Because of his physical inconsistency, LeBron's not available for 30, 40 games, and AD's not available for 25 to 30. So you've got to team him with young, healthy stars, and he can add tremendous value. We saw this with the Rams. They brought in Matt Stafford. It looked like it was brilliant for a year. But Stafford's not mobile He'd always been beat up a little behind bad offensive lines, and then the Rams' offensive line fell apart, don't have a lot of depth, and suddenly Stafford to the Rams is not a great pairing now. They need a quarterback who's younger that can move. It became This happens to businesses all the time. It feels great until it doesn't. And AD and LeBron doesn't work. AD has to be connected to a younger star that is consistently available to play. So you can call it the play-in tournament. You got to showcase him. You got to put him out there. Let him score. Austin Reeves is a wonderful story. I love the Austin Reeves story. 
Anthony Davis is a really cool trade package. Celtics, if they don't have an answer for Embiid and Giannis and Robert Williams, at least, yeah, Robert Williams gets hurt, AD gets hurt. AD gives you a ton on the offensive end. I think if the Celtics lose again and they can't, and Robert Williams is not available, they're going to make a move. Can't keep running the same thing back. Marcus Smart's getting older. Robert Williams can't stay healthy. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown maybe need a third. Uh, maybe you have to move Jalen Brown. I'll say it again. Warriors are getting no scoring from their front court. If they get rolled by Jokic in the playoffs, they need size. They don't need it every night. They just need it in big games in the playoffs. You go get AD. Luka now doesn't defend. They need somebody who doesn't need the ball, who can defend and drop 28. That's Anthony Davis. Austin Reeves is a wonderful story. AD's a wonderful player. So top six or seven players when he tells me, let's not get caught up in all this. We're going to win a championship. Stop. Go look at NBA history. Teams under 500 in late March don't win the title. It's not going to win a championship. Even if they got in the playing tournament and had a, like a Denver first round and then had to go, they're not going to roll through Denver and it goes seven games. You think you're going to get LeBron and AD in another seven-gamer after that? They're not good enough to sweep teams. They're not Milwaukee, right? Like, th- this team's not going to roll through teams in the playoffs. They're going to be six and seven-game series one after another, after another, after another. You're not winning four and five series. Isn't uh, four series. You're not going six and seven for all of them. Get out of that space. Seek value with AD. I think he's got it. Uh, my, my big takeaway from the NCAA tournament, so I've told my wife this for years, is that I don't want to, you know, go to Palm Springs, play golf, and get old fast. I want to be around young people. So I've said I'd like, to, I'd like to retire at least part of the year in a ski town. Young people, they party, they ski, it's fun, it's active, there's hiking, biking. I don't want to be around a bunch of old people complaining about their taxes. That's not how I want to age. I want to have some juice, some energy. And I think hanging around young people keeps you young. So Jim Laranega is 73, and he's in the Final Four. He's been around forever, but he's he was one of those guys that embraced the NIL immediately. Nick Saban embraced it. He's 71 years old. Both college coaches around young people. Meanwhile, you've got Greg Popovich, who still won't embrace the three-point shot in his 70s. And from what I can tell, Bill Belichick is completely tone-deaf to offense. When you hang around as a pro coach, you hang around an older owner and executives and the players are older. And that's not to say Andy Reid hasn't hit it out of the park, but I think Pete Carroll was starting to feel old. They traded Russell Wilson. They hit on a bunch of draft picks. Seattle now is a younger team, and Pete feels younger. Age is not like an issue anymore with Pete. Hang around young people. It'll keep you young. It'll keep you relevant. But that's what my takeaway is in this, in this college environment. It forces Saban, whether it's the kids' music, their language, their sayings, their terms, their tech, their friends, what they're eating. You hang around young people, it keeps you young. And I think Saban and, and Larinaga are just two of men. I mean, to the very end, Coach K in his mid-70s, relevant. Roy Williams to the end at 70, relevant. Popovich still won't embrace the three. He's hanging around older guys. He falls in love with his culture, his ideas. And uh, so I, I, I don't know if Miami's going to win it. I will say this. I thought they were the second-best team on the floor for most of it. I'm not going to entirely blame the refs. I do think is a really good coach. But I love what he's done at Miami. I think he's, I think he's fantastic. 
Uh, I, the, I don't think the Final Four is going to be the most uh, riveting Final Four of my life. I do think the officials drove everybody crazy over the weekend. But I will say this. You know how um, you can kind of see certain things coming? Like, you know, it, it, whether it's politics or whether it's tech. Uh, I told friends this years ago. I said... For years and years, we know that England's highly educated in Europe and their educational system. They speak multiple languages, the French school system. It's not that Europe's not educated, probably more educated than us, but their fans are crazy. They're nuts. You hear the term soccer hooligans, right? You're like, oh, why, why are they so nuts? Some of it is, and I love gambling, sports gambling. Once there's gambling, when fans pour on the field, who do they go after? They go after the refs. And I said this to a friend a couple years ago. I am a huge advocate of sports gambling. It's got a 1% disorder rate. Uh, Alcohol's got six and a half. Uh, The average bet by the average American sports fan is $4. Go ask FanDuel and DraftKings. It's $4. You know, most people have it under control. You and I have it under control. Most people do. But I I told a friend years ago, I said, with legalized sports gambling, the officials are going to get more crap and fans will now solely blame officials because now you're losing money, not just your team losing. And as we have this rollout and legalized gambling, which I'm for, Supreme Court said you can gamble. It's rolling across the nation. I don't know how many is it legal in 30 states now. It'll eventually probably be 45. Uh, I have noticed in the last year, every loss is the refs. It used to be, I mean, everything now, bottom line is Texas is not a great college basketball team. Every one of these teams except UConn is good. How many NBA guys are playing this weekend? I mean, it's, it's, these teams are not, they're not great. Very diluted, a lot of chemistry, transfer portal. It's, it's average. It's not a great year. Now, Duke, Kentucky next year, both bringing in like four or five-star guys could be very, very good, very young, very good. But, you know, this weekend, I made this prediction. I said, you go watch Europe, who's been way ahead of us on legalized gambling. You watch. Every loss now is the officials. My entire life, there's go-either-way calls. The San Diego State foul, it's a go-either-way call. But the immediate, it wasn't the player, it was, it's the refs. So I think that's here to stay. These are not great teams. Uh, UConn's the best, I think, it, by, a, by a notch. Uh, and I said this last week. I said UConn's going to beat Gonzaga. UConn, I think, is the best team in this thing. Uh, they're kind of working team. They're getting ahead of teams fast. They just, I mean, good coaching. They have a dominant big. They have a lot of depth. I mean, UConn's really a good basketball team. Really good. They're not great. They're not the Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill team. They're not a Georgetown championship team. It's not like they have Worthy and Jordan with North Carolina. These teams are not great. The, the two sports in my life that have gotten worse, boxing, there's too many other ways to make money. The boxing divisions aren't nearly as good as they used to be. There's just too many ways to make money without getting your head beat in. And the second thing is college basketball, where guys like Ewing and Tim Duncan would come back for three and four years. Now, if you're good, you're out. So... These teams are not good enough to overcome mistakes and miss free throws. They're just not. They're all pretty good. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, it's Colin Wright, Colin Wrong on a Monday. Here we go. Where Colin was right. Well, we said last week, uh, even though I love my Zags, I thought UConn was the best team in the country. They had a dominant big. They're very, very well coached. They're deep. They're winning by 22 a game. Uh, and I think my guess is they're going to roll to the title. Roll being, you know, 8, 10, 12-point wins. Uh, they had the biggest blowout in Elite Eight in uh, since 19, I don't even know when. They blew out the Zags. And Gonzaga doesn't get blown out. They lose. They don't get blown out. So, um, I mean, I, I, I think you're looking at a storied program that is now back to being potentially a storied program. Where Colin was wrong. Well, I had the Zags in the title game before the tournament against Duke. So let's just give me a big wrong-o for the entire tournament. Drew Timmy got in foul trouble. The problem, though, is they are so reliant this year on Drew Timmy that uh, when he got into foul trouble, scores 12 against UConn, they get blown out. And um, has the window closed? No, it's it's a remarkable program. But, uh, you know, they may have to – I don't know if they have a Drew Timmy on the way in. They became very Drew Timmy-centric. Foul trouble meant they were in big, big L category. Where Colin was right? I said Kyrie to the Mavs would be fun and dynamic and interesting, but they would suddenly get awful on defense. They are now, since arriving, they went from 21st in defense to 8th. Uh, they're 8-13. and 13. Luka is now miserable. Um, we, we just tend to forget this because the Warriors dynasty has also been marked with great defense from Clay Thompson in his prime and Peyton and Draymond and Wiggins. And you got to defend if you want to win in this league. You can't win 128-126. And I said... They're going to be terrible defensively. The people that argue they were a title team, the opposite's true. They'll be more fun to watch with Kyrie, but they can't stop anybody. Where Colin was wrong. Uh, Kevin Demoff, the COO of the Rams, said, listen, they sent a letter to season ticket holders. It was never the plan to give up draft picks forever. I'm wrong on this. They went from Super Bowl champs to total rebuild much sooner than I thought. The O-line is just not that talented, and when Andrew Whitworth left, it fell apart. Their offensive line, their secondary, their linebackers are just not good enough. They're selling off parts now, defensive parts primarily to get picks. I'm wrong. I, I all They did get a Super Bowl out of it, so I'm for that, and the Niners would take that in a second, but it fell apart uh, much, much faster than I thought. Where Colin was right? Well, I said on the Ravens a couple of months ago that I thought Lamar Jackson was veering into noisy and odd territory, and the Ravens weren't going to play that game. I still think they want to sign him. They just want it closer to their terms. But this morning, he requested a trade. John Harbaugh sort of smirked at it. But um, he, he used his mom as an agent. Now he's got a representative who the league is sending memos to teams not to contact or take his calls. I like Lamar a lot, but he's kind of veered into a Kawhi Leonard category, and this is just more of it this morning requesting a trade. Where Colin was wrong. Well, when John Morant uh, had his personal issues, I thought it would sabotage and derail the Grizzlies. Well, they're 9-3 since Jaw's personal situation. Uh, they've won 9 of 10. 
Uh, he came off the bench and did well. He started last night and scored 27. So it's a very well-coached, deep team. Uh, Jaws rebounded from it. Like we said from the very beginning, kids make mistakes. It's a lot of money, a lot of fame thrust upon him. He's a remarkable, dynamic player. But um, I thought they'd be derailed much more, and they're not at all. They're back and rolling a two-seat in the West. Where Colin was right. Alan Lazard talking about Aaron Rodgers this weekend. That's if Aaron Rodgers arrives. Do I get another right on Aaron Rodgers? This thing is turning out to be exactly what we said over the last year to two on Aaron. If you do business with Aaron, it's going to be high maintenance because Aaron is needy. He's got to be the smartest guy in the room. He doesn't want anybody to think they have control. And if you're an employee, even a highly compensated one, you're going to be controlled by somebody. Even billionaires have bosses. It may be the market, but they've got bosses. So this Jets, two teams now hanging in limbo, is very much on brand. Where Colin was right? Well, I've been saying this now for a year. The Bills got to fix their offense. Josh Allen takes too many hits. And his coach, Sean McDermott, said yesterday at the start of the NFL owner meetings, it absolutely concerns him that Allen gets hit on 66% of the runs and the organization and team needs to do a better job. Part of it is McDermott has been incapable of developing a consistent run game, but they are acknowledging what we have been acknowledging now for two years. We saw it with Cam. We saw it with Big Ben. I don't care if you're 6'6 and 250. Your career will be significantly shortened if you play the way Josh Allen plays. Get him an O-line and protect him. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Well, the NFL owner meetings are in Arizona. Albert Breer is now joining us live. Monday morning quarterback. Okay, so we just saw Harbaugh sort of smirk and sort of laugh at the Lamar Jackson trade request. What's the buzz there now in Phoenix regarding that, Albert? Well, I mean, this felt like a nuke. You know what I mean, Colin? Like, if you look at, like, the way this happened, he Harbaugh sat down at 745 at a table, and Lamar hit send on that tweet at 748. And I think that this is sort of where the situation is. That trade request over three weeks ago there's obviously the person that's representing Lamar out there to teams and it feels a little bit like Lamar's camp has gotten a little bit desperate now in the end I I think that both sides are so invested in each other that there eventually will be some sort of resolution here but it's very very clear that Lamar Jackson is looking at the idea of leaving the leaving the Ravens in a very very serious way and, you know, I, I think to some degree the communication with the Ravens has been cut off um, to sort of prove wow. that point. This further proves that point. And, I mean, we'll see where things go from here. Obviously, there's nothing happening inside the building with players yet. But, I mean, we're just a few weeks away from offseason programs beginning. OTA is a few weeks after that. So, you know, obviously the Ravens are going to have to, you know, try to find some sort of middle ground. Um, with Lamar Jackson between now and then. And, uh, you know, certainly I think what happened this morning was a sign of where things are. Um, let me ask you, I, I, the Ravens have two Super Bowls and we're 15 and eight in the postseason in the Brady and Peyton Manning era. So they've won yeah. before Lamar and they'd get two first round picks if they moved him. They'd win after Lamar. They, they've proven mm-hmm. that. Um, 
I also think Lamar has a point at that Deshaun Watson contract. He's like, guys, you're not going to offer me a hundred million less. What if J Mac said this earlier? They said, okay, we'll give you a fully, um, we'll give you a franchise tag for a year, fully guaranteed forty five million. Would that satiate him, or is that not enough either? Is this just long? Does the contract have to be fully guaranteed and long? Yeah. I, I think that the question is how long, you know, at this point. Like, to me, like, the, the solution has always been maybe a Kirk Cousins type of deal with more money involved, but maybe a three-year fully guaranteed deal. I think that that's where the middle ground is. I, I think a big part of this, column for Lamar is, is principle. And, look, I know that sounds silly because of how much money he's turned down, but if this was really about the money, I think he would have just taken the money. I think the way that Lamar looks at this is – all right, so for five years, I took on an unprecedented amount of damage for a quarterback. I played out my rookie contract. I played out my fifth-year option. And now you're the one that wants injury protection three years from now? I'm not giving you that. And so, like, I think the middle ground here, instead of doing a traditional top-of-the-market quarterback contract, which is what the Ravens have offered, um, and doing a Deshaun Watson type of contract, which is what Lamar Jackson wants – do the Kirk Cousins deal where you say, let's do three years, fully guaranteed. We'll give you a no-tag provision. So if you want to be a free agent in 2026, you've got a free way to get there. And let's go forward for the next few years and see how we can make this work. To me, like that would be the middle ground. But it feels at least like things have gone off the rails to a degree where there's going to need to be some relationship mending before they can come to any sort of compromise okay so uh there's a lot of different reports um on the carolina panthers the number one pick again you're in phoenix you're at the Mm -hmm. owners meetings you hear this stuff these are great conferences to go to to just hear the rumors i i i still think bryce young's the best but i don't know if he fits their plans what are you hearing Yeah, I think Bryce Young has been the leader in the clubhouse throughout for them. You know, and I think going back to, you know, when they were talking about moving up to the number one overall, Bryce Young was sort of the baseline. So, you know, what I mean by that is when you trade for him, when you trade for that pick, you got to be comfortable. Like somebody here is worth the first overall pick. And that's somebody I think for the Panthers was Bryce Young. And now they do work on all four of the quarterbacks, Levis and Richardson and, of course, C.J. Stroud, and see if any of those guys pass Bryce Young for them. But as of right now, I think that that baseline for them and who they pick first overall would be Bryce Young. Now, I think the guy who's closest for them would probably be C.J. Stroud. I think they like both those guys. I think they view both those guys as worthy of the first overall pick. And I think they'll be sort of parsing things between the two of them. And then they'll do all the work on Levis and Richardson as well to see if either of those guys, who actually are probably more physically gifted like just as far as the way they look like the figure they cut as quarterbacks see if those guys have a chance to catch either of the either of the other two um between now and, and the draft but as of right now i think it's 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 bryce young at a baseline with cj stroud running a close second uh listen green bay's got their quarterback they want they want Jordan Love to take all the snaps and OTAs. Mm-hmm. They're in no hurry at all. I presume they're saying, give us a first-round pick or we're not picking up the phone. That's what I presume. The Jets yeah. are in a situation where they got a new receiver. They got a young receiver. Yeah. It's a new team. I feel like the leverage is all Green Bay. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, because I think that like the leverage is always in the hands of the person who has, doesn't have to do anything. And until September 1st, the Packers literally don't have to do anything. They have their quarterback. They have their team. Rodgers' cap hit actually goes up after they trade him, so they're not saving any cap space by trading him. They would actually lose cap space if they trade him. 
So really, you know, between now and September 1st, they don't have to do anything. That $58.3 million is fully guaranteed, but the genius of the way the contract was written was they can pick that up whenever they want and start the payment on it whenever they want. And so that gives them flexibility. The Jets have to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr's off the market. Jimmy Garoppolo's off the market. We see what's happened with the Lamar Jackson situation. I mean, to me, for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, this has sort of become a zero-sum game. You either get him or you don't. I think ultimately cooler heads will prevail, but I do think that there's more pressure on the Jets to get something done here than there is in the Packers, at least until we get to the end of August. Very exciting. So again, Lamar Jackson, um, let me throw this at you. If you're the Mm -hmm. Colts and you know you're not going to get the first two quarterbacks, they may not like anybody after the two. That's why they're not moving up to three. (laughs) They're like, Mm -hmm. we're not in love with these guys. I would think the Colts would have a meeting over Lamar, right? Like this, the third Lamar wins 75% of his games or a kid from Kentucky who may be a miss. Well, if we're talking about it generically, Colin, like teams that are picking in the top 10, if you don't want to give up a top 10 pick to get Lamar, you can wait until after the draft. And then as part of signing an offer sheet, you'd be talking about picks in 24, 25. So say you're the Colts and you're not wild about the quarterbacks that are going to be available to you at four, you can sit there for the next three weeks, look at Will Anderson, look at Jalen Carter, take one of the two, and then get past the draft and sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, and now you're giving up your first-round pick in 24 and 25 instead of the fourth overall pick this year. Yeah. And if you think you're going to be pretty good with Lamar as your quarterback, now you're talking about maybe the 25th pick next year instead of the fourth pick this year. So I do think that that's one piece of all of this that people aren't paying attention to when it comes to where other teams stand with Lamar Jackson. If you're a team that's – that's picking in the top 10 that needs a quarterback that isn't wild about this year's quarterbacks. I mean, it would definitely behoove you potentially to wait until after the draft and then make your move on Lamar Jackson. So I don't have a sense that any team is doing that quite yet, but could it happen? I mean, logically it would make sense if it did. Yeah. That's really interesting. You could get the pass rusher and yep. then get Lamar and you give up the pre the net. Cause I, they also need a pass rusher. They need a quarterback. Right. They need a pass rusher. They could probably use another receiver. They could use picks. That's a that's a good call. Albert Breer at the owner meetings. Well, scarf up all the free food they offer if they do. You know, <laughs> take advantage when you're those, con, those you know conventions. Have I'm fun. not staying here. I'm staying down the street. Yeah, <laughs> what all right, Albert. Good seeing you. All right, thanks, Colin. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts